Hey guys, welcome back to the Richmond and Central Virginia Focus Podcast. This is Sarah. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. For those of you just joining us, we have just started our new series entitled The Struggle is Real. And if you haven't already listened to the previous podcasts, I would highly recommend it. Anyways, the struggle is real. We often say it jokingly to add dramatic flair, but isn't it true? The struggles we face in life are in fact real. I wish I was here today to give you a magic formula as to how to make your struggles go away. But unfortunately, no one escapes this life without struggle. It is a natural consequence to the broken world we find ourselves in. The good news, however, is that God uses our struggles. And as Zeke mentioned before, we have a choice. We can struggle with God or we can struggle without him. Today, I'm here to talk to you about the struggle of self-image. And man, is this a hard one. Personally, self-image is something that I've struggled with for as long as I can remember. I'm here to tell you that this isn't just an issue that teenagers struggle with, and it isn't just a girl issue. Guys struggle with this as well. I think we often misunderstand self-image to mean body image, And while that is certainly a part of it, there is way more to it than that. So let's dig a little deeper and actually define what it is we are talking about. Self-image refers to how we see ourselves both internally and externally, how we think about our abilities, appearance, and personality. To me, thinking about my self-image is like Pandora's box. There's so much to it that I'm often afraid to open it. I'm afraid of what I might find because my self-image is so closely tied to my self-worth and my self-esteem. For the sake of this podcast, I'm going to call Pandora's box my identity. You see, our identity is made up of our self-image, our self-worth, and our self-esteem. Looking at our identity can be overwhelming because we just might find that we are looking for our worth, purpose, and validation in all the wrong places. More often than not, our identity in high school is shaped by our accomplishments, our looks, relationship status, popularity, material possessions, grades, sports, etc. And as an adult, I wish I could say that it gets better. But really, if I'm being honest, it just takes on a different look. We then define ourselves by our jobs, our families, our social standings, etc. And y'all, these things in of themselves aren't bad. But when we let them define us and tell us our worth, we start to believe lies about ourselves, that we are only as worthy or as valuable as how we are doing in those areas of our life. We exchange the truth of God for a lie, and we lose sight of how God sees us and who God says that we are. Is anyone uncomfortable yet? I am. Guys, this struggle is so real. But it's important for us to lean into this struggle because how we think about ourselves affects how we feel about ourselves. And then in turn, it affects how we interact with others and the world around us. You know, it's easy for me to go, yeah, 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 I'm made in the image of God. I know that. But do I truly believe it? The reality is that we don't act out of what we know. We act out of what we believe. So who does God say we are? And how does God see us? 
Throughout scripture, God tells us that in Christ, we are blessed, loved, chosen, seen, saved, forgiven, free, fearfully and wonderfully made, adopted as his children. The list goes on and on. But what I want to focus really quickly on is a short excerpt that has helped me in my own personal struggle of seeing myself how God sees me. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, the Apostle Paul writes, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There are several things that I love about these verses, but I want to focus on how God sees us. It says we are God's handiwork. Another translation that I really love says that we are God's masterpiece. I don't know about you, but I struggle to see myself as a masterpiece. The dictionary says a masterpiece is the most outstanding piece of work of a creative artist. Most days, I don't see myself as an outstanding piece of work. At best, I feel like I could be described as an abstract piece of art. You know, the kind you look at and think to yourself, what in the world was that artist thinking? Some synonyms of masterpiece are showpiece, gem, jewel, prize, and treasure. Doesn't it just take your breath away to know that there is someone that feels this way about you? The God that created the heavens and the earth, the moon and the stars, every creature, every plant, and yet of everything he's created, he calls you his masterpiece. You are his most outstanding piece of work, most precious, most beautiful, most cherished, most loved. It's way easier for us to see the beauty of God's creation in a sunset or an exotic travel destination. But do we see it in ourselves? I struggle not to get down on myself. Often I focus on what I do wrong more than what I do right. I look in the mirror or on social media, compare myself to someone else, and I just feel blah. But the sooner we can see ourselves for who we really are, the sooner we'll experience the freedom that comes when we accept God's eyes are the only eyes that matter. So do we truly believe that we are God's masterpiece? Or are we only as good, worthy, or beautiful as others say that we are? Who tells you who you are? Your teachers? Coaches? Friends? Social media followers? Your boss? When you bring home a C, does it define who you are? Or when you don't make the team or get into your dream college, does your worth go down? Guys, God tells us who we are, and that's where our value comes from. If your view of who you are doesn't match God's view, who do you think is mistaken? Our identity shouldn't be based on the opinions of others. Our worth and God's love for us is not performance-based. I once heard someone say that true love is not based on if you do good. True love is based on the goodness of the one who says, I love you regardless. 
We have to let that settle into our hearts. And we have to learn to see ourselves and others as God's masterpiece. The only way to fight the lies that we tell ourselves is to know the truth. We have to keep coming back to the truth of God's word time and time again. I recently heard someone describe the Bible as an owner's manual. An owner's manual is there to teach you about the product. The creator of the product knows the ins and outs of what they have made, and they are the only ones with the authority to tell someone what the purpose of that object is. You can't fully understand the product you bought if you don't read the owner's manual. Y'all, if you can't tell, I am really passionate about this topic of identity, and it's because I've struggled with it so much, and I still struggle with it every day. But I have to keep going back to the owner's manual. I have to keep going back to who God says that I am. And that's where God meets me in my struggle. He invites me to see myself as he sees me. But I have to take my eyes off of myself long enough for him to show me my identity. It is only then that I am able to know who I am because of whose I am. I know this was a lot today, but thanks for sticking it out with me, guys. Um, We hope that even in the struggle, you remember God's love for you. And we hope you're allowing the love of God to work for you. We love you guys.